I constantly have people coming up to me asking me how can they get into the field of modeling. That's one reason why I started this show, America's Next Top Model. Tyra Banks, the supermodel turned actress, turned media personality, turned, well, I don't know what to call this. Do you understand what acting a damn fool? <laughs> oh, I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking you today. Start the show. Tyra Banks! <laughs> Look, Tyra is that runway icon. But we are definitely going to need to talk about some of the advice she was giving out to aspiring models. Do you really think you can have a CoverGirl contract with the gap in your mouth? Ho, but then make it fashion. Give me the sound that the cat makes, but continue to smile with your eyes. Her. This is Peak 2000s, the show that throws it all the way back to our favorite pop culture moments of the aughts. Today, Tyra Banks. I have one thing to say to you. Kiss my fat ass. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. I'm your host, Sydney Washington, and here with me is noted fashion photographer, Marie Faustin. Hey, baby. How we doing? Yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello, hello. This is my accent, my <laughs> photography accent. Are you just coming fresh off a shoot? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm in Milan, darling. Um, <laughs> Tell me, where were you growing up when, you know, Tyra Banks hit the scene. I do remember seeing like her Sports Illustrated cover. I do remember like, you know, it's a black supermodel. So any of the black girl models I was here for, all of them. Cause that was something that was cool to see as a young, ashy, skinny black girl in America. So that was (laughs) fun for me. And then of course I watched Top Model every single week. Every single week. week. And you just couldn't miss it. Oh no. Did you want to audition for the show? Oh, I did audition for the show. Stop it. Get the F out of here. Okay, tell us the tell us the tea. What happened? I don't remember what season it was, but there was a season that she opened it up for people who were like short Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, regular height. (laughs) She was like, you could be five seven or five six. I'm at the time, was 5'3". So. <laughs> At the time? Yeah. Are you taller now? I'm 5'4 now. Thank okay. you very oh, much. Okay, my bad. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I went with a, a tall friend who, she was sure that she was going to get on the show when she was going to win. She didn't get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her <laughs> and that confidence. Shout out to my friend who didn't get on the show. Oh. Yeah, I, I remember the show 
so much that I thought that I could be a model, even though I was in the most awkward stage of myself in high school. And so I actually got scammed on the street in Soho where someone scouted me. And he was like, you have amazing bone structure. You, you're mm-hmm. stunning. I really want to take you down to my agency. And so he gave me his card. I went down. They took my pictures. The pictures were awful. And then all of a sudden, he's like, listen, if you give us $3,000, we can start your career. And they call my mom and they tell her everything. Like They're like, she's just so beautiful. And my mother was like, beautiful? She's just a cute girl. Beautiful? And they were like, well, we only need $3,000. And she's like, well, I ain't got it. Only $3,000. And they said, well, for you today, if you put a down payment of $1,500, we can start the process. And she said, yeah, I, I love Sydney, but no, we, will, we won't be putting a down payment of anything. And then I continued watching the show with this, like, hate in my heart that, like, I could be on there if my mom would just spend $3,000 on me. And then I read somewhere in the news that this whole agency got shut down because it was <laughs> fraudulent. Anyway, can we take it off with a theme song? You want to be on top? Yes. I wish you people could see Marie right now. She was giving <laughs> angles. Shapes, shapes, shapes. You want to be on top? Okay, well, let's put a pin on all of our dreams and aspirations and, and get right <laughs> into the, the freaking meat of it. We got a guest today who's a fanatic of Tyra Banks, but, but he is also a writer, contributor to BuzzFeed, and he's watched every single episode of Top Model, and we are going to quiz him today. We're going to put him on the spot. Give it up for Michael Blackman. Welcome to Peak 2000s, hon. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad all of my America's Next Top Model knowledge will come in handy for me. Wait, so, <laughs> so Mike, did you actually watch all the episodes, including the co-ed ones? Yes, I did. But that's only because I was hooked from the very beginning. I was watching Top Model since I was a teenager, and I just, like, never stopped. Even the Rita Ora season, I was, <gasps> I was invested. Even the Rita Ora season? <laughs> it's called the Rita Oracles. So, when we call, you better answer. Wow. Whoa. Oh, wow. babe, we got to get you checked out. That's... <laughs> I'm I'm worried about you. Rita? I was obsessed. Tell us a little bit about how, like, she caught your eye. When I was younger, Tyra was someone who, she's, like, this huge, successful Black model who's, like, super beautiful. And, like, she's accepting of gay people as, like, a Black gay closet teenager who didn't even understand himself, but knew that this was, like, a painful experience to be going through. And having this woman say that, like, this is all right. It meant so much to me. You are fab because you are fierce and bold. Five, six, seven, eight, and whip. And keep moving and a smizing and a smizing and a whip. And smize and smize and smize and smize and smize and smize and whip. Smize is smiling with your eyes. Lord, something's tired and did it again. So we're checking to see if they are smizing. There you go, smize, boo. Yeah, there you go, boo. We know Tyra from America's Next Top Model, but, like, how does she get started with modeling? She got signed to L.A. Models when she was a teenager, like, late teens, 16, 17. 
Before that, she had been trying to get signed by an agency, but everyone was like telling her, you're not photogenic, blah, 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 blah. She actually made a name for herself on the catwalk because LA models, when they signed her, they signed her to be a runway model. So after high school, it was a choice between going to Loyola Marymount or going to Paris, where she obviously chose Paris and like made history by booking 25 shows in a season. 19-year-old Tyra Banks uses her chameleon-like ability to change her attitude as often as she changes her clothes. She starts to develop more as a woman. And obviously we know that Tyra is, you know, she's a model, but like when it comes to her size, she was a bit shapelier than like the other girls on the runway. Her agent was talking to her mom who came to like visit her in Paris at the time because Tyra was having just such a hard time being over there by herself and saying that this is like the list of designers who do not want to work with you because of your weight. And so she's always told the story where she and her mom are having dinner over like this huge, greasy, cheesy pizza. And they basically are like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go another way. And so that's when she makes the transition from becoming like a couture model to being like a commercial model. And that's when we get the CoverGirl Tyra. We get the Victoria's Secret Tyra, the Sports Illustrated Tyra, and the one who becomes like a household name. And Mm. we see her in like all of these movies. And the rest is history. Victoria's Secret, she was definitely carrying that whole company on her back because she was the reason why, you know, I wanted to buy bras and also get breasts. So shout out to Tyra. (laughs) Right? She used to be everywhere. She was on Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. You ain't never gonna change. I'm getting last word. Oh, no, you're not. She was in the movie Coyote Ugly. I just want to tell you both that I will never, ever forget you. Higher learning. Yeah, higher <laughs> learning. I mean, the girl, what she got? IMDb. Exactly. IMDb was popping. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you saw her? I feel like the first time I can remember is just the Sports Illustrated cover of the one where she's in the polka dot yeah. bathing suit. And that's the 1997 one, which she's always like credited with being like the first Black model to appear solo. Just like, oh my gosh, Black Barbie doll. And also she reprised that cover in 2019, which is like a huge deal. She still looked amazing, obviously. (laughs) Wow, like 20 years later. Yeah. I think I also just, I took so many things from Tyra as far as like, I feel like she kind of gave me the tools to make me feel like I could also be beautiful. Because the thing with Top Model, I felt like it was sort of the best thing for me at that time because I'm super closeted. I'm not feeling great about myself like physically but Tyra is saying like she wants to widen the definition of beauty and she's telling like these girls on the show your eyes are like very big but that's very alluring and very appealing like you do like this and if you do 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 that I like that she she was she was amplifying certain people's characteristics on certain seasons but she was also contradicting herself right there was the Mm -hmm. season where she had Danielle close her gap do you really think you can have a cover girl contract with the gap in your mouth why not? This is all people see. It's Isery's beautiful cover girl. It's not marketable. She was like, you can't be on the cover of magazines with a gap like that. And then a few seasons later, she was praising this other girl for having a gap. I believe she got her gap widened. We love your teeth. And if you agree, we'd love to exaggerate that. Make it as big as you want it. <laughs> my makeover started a lot earlier than everybody else's. I had to get my gap and my teeth widened. <laughs> I do feel like I have a lot of empathy for Tara, but I under, I can completely understand why she is so grating to people because it's like, she does tend to like make things like about herself. Mm-hmm. Oh. Narcissistic. Oh. 
Every time someone did a photo shoot, Tyra would be like, this reminds me of the shoot that I did. And then she would like put hers next to it. Or she'd Mm -hmm. be like, you went like this, but I would have done like this. And it's like, girl, you did the same thing. Well, well, it was her show. You know, it was her show. So I could see her centering herself around it. But we do have to give props to Tyra because, you know, it, it was a very progressive show. The people on the panel were very gay. You know, we had Miss J. That diva of diva. That queen of the catwalk, Miss J. Alexander. What's up, girl? Cycle 11, we get Isis King. My staff said, Tyra, there's something a little different about that girl. So what's different about that girl? I was born physically male, but mentally, everything else, I was born female. It's not something I've chose. It's, this is who I've always been. It was like the first trans contestant on yes. the show. So let's talk about surgery. Are you pre-op or post-op transgender? Pre-op. Pre-op. And do you want to have the surgery one day? If I could have it right now, I would. That was like a huge deal. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, I understand that Tyra is like, um, she's a polarizing sort of person. But I think what she was doing for the LGBT community, just in terms of visibility, was such a huge thing. She also paid for ISIS gender reassignment surgery. Oh. I love you coming on here saying positive things about Tyra, but the show (laughs) was problematic and we have to get into that. Yes. I mean, a lot of the photo shoots... We said, ma'am, what? I I mean, she's got the girls in very dangerous stilettos. She's making a girl get in a coffin after her friend had just died. I mean, Tyra was really going off the rails. Yeah. Absolutely. These moments would happen with such, like, frequency that it was just, like, there's no way that this is a coincidence. Because even, like, when they went to South Africa, there was a contestant named Kenya who was gaining weight. When I'm under a lot of stress, I find a real comfort in eating. Kenya, she feels like she's gaining some weight. But when the next bread tray comes around, she'll be the first one to grab a croissant or two off of it. Putting, like, a bowl of that yogurt. Kenya, just going filling up. And they gave her the assignment to pose as, like, an elephant. So I picked an animal that I think represents each and all of you. You get to be the elephant. I don't know how you <laughs> One week is gluttony. Next week is an elephant. <laughs> Everybody else has these sexy little animals. But I get to be the big, fat elephant. Ugh, why do I keep getting stuck with these fat, like, characters? And she wasn't even plus size. That was... No, That's ma'am. the craziest thing about the modeling industry. There was always a plus size contestant on every season. Remember Takara? I'm Takara. I'm big, black, beautiful, and loving it. Of course. Yeah. Cycle oh, three. she crushed. She was so freaking good. I love... And she's still working. She's still working, yeah. If you want to be breaking barriers and you have someone like Takara on the show, then you need to have just as many dresses her size as you do of, like, the smaller models. But they didn't do that. I don't know why all the girls were so nice looking and here I am looking like I work at Home Depot. Do you think I that I'm going to be able to get a rack like this loaded with clothes in your size? You can't find something in my size, so I'm supposed to feel bad because... You're, I'm gonna, you're, gonna have to start you're taking right everything now. as a negative. I don't think that you realize how this whole modeling thing works. Takara would have to choose from like five dresses, whereas like the other models would have like 20. But then Takara would be expected to just get over that because this is the real world of modeling. But it's just like, Tyra, this is your show and you want to change this. Then just change this on the show. Yes. And then she had Janice Dickinson, who was calling the models fat. They're all fat. The entire room is fat. I'm fat. You're all fat. Or like whenever Takara wears something, she's like, you you look like you're in a brothel. You look like a madam in a brothel. It just, it's just too sexy. Yeah. What do you do with that information? I'm fat. You're fat. We're all fat. 
<laughs> also, the turn to the side. If you're sporting a gut, then you turn to the side and disguise it. I would take that and be like, oh, that's what I have to do to hide my... Let me just do something like that. Oh, gosh. Top model. It's clear that the, the Pinot Grigio on ice was just overflowing <laughs> because she, she was giving, you know, drunk auntie at the, the family reunion. She was always saying something. You know, you're like, that's out of pocket, Janice. Like... Yeah. Who the hell are you? Yeah, but but I will say, as somebody who tempted in the fashion industry for like two weeks, that the people the people who work in fashion are not nice people. They're not nice. They're more Janice than anybody else, you know? True. Tyra also could be a little mean. Speaking of, we have to get into, you know, that infamous moment in Top Model when Tyra goes off on the contestant named Tiffany. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Out this. It's really giving diary of a mad black woman. <laughs> so, Michael, we need a little bit more context here. What the hell did Tiffany do to make Tyra so damn angry? What was the reason why she was screaming at Tiffany? During the episode, they have like a challenge where they're supposed to like read a teleprompter. And there's like a bunch of words that Tiffany doesn't quite understand how to read. Technicolor is the name of the game. Can you? I can't do this. Yes, you can. Keep going. I can't. Why? Breathe just, and go through it. Just try to go through it. Um, you want to go home? If you don't do this, you're going to go home. I, too, can relate to that. You're having, like, this panel of people, like, looking at you, judging you. Are you coming across as, like, the fun, bubbly girl on, like, the red carpet? Plus, there's cameras all in your face. And you think about the fact that, like, these women really going and going and going for hours at a time. And they were telling me that judging was crazy long. And you're sitting, you're having people break you down and you're supposed to just like sit there and take it. And Tiffany is somebody who is like, she's gone through real actual life stuff. And you're telling her that if she just continues to sort of debase herself for like this opportunity, she's going to be able, if she wins the competition, then it'll all be like worth it. And Tiffany was just, she was tired. She was exhausted. Well, Tiffany and Rebecca, please step forward. Both of you will pack your bags. Rebecca, I admire your emotion right now. Tiffany, I'm extremely disappointed in you. This is a joke to you. You've been through anger management. You've been through your grandmother getting her lights turned off to buy you a swimsuit for this competition. And you go over there and you joke and you laugh. This is serious to these girls. And this should be serious to you. Looks can be deceiving. I'm hurt. I am. But I can't change it, Tyra. I, I've been... Yes, you can. No, you can't change what? I'm sick of crying about stuff that I cannot change. I'm sick of being disappointed. I'm sick of all of it. I'm not. You're thank not sick you. of being disappointed. Yeah, Tiffany. Obviously, I am. No, you're not. If you were sick of being disappointed, you would stand up and you would take control of your destiny. Do you know that you had a possibility to win? Do you know that all of America is rooting for you? Do you know that? And then you come in here and you treat this like a joke? You come in here and look at that and say, I can't read that? You read 10 times better than half of those girls over there. You did. You did. And you come in here with a defeatist attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. Maybe I am angry inside. I've been through stuff, so I'm angry. Yes, but it's not, this is not, be quiet, Be quiet! What is wrong with you? Stop it! I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? 
The thing was Tyra was misinterpreting how Tiffany was actually feeling. I think that she wanted to see Tiffany have some sort of reaction because like when people are kicked off of the show, they cry. They would do anything to stay. Whereas with Tiffany, she had been pushed to a point where it was just like, I'm tired. I can like go home. So she said all that just because she wasn't crying that she got let go? Right. And because they said that they had invested a lot in Tiffany. But what is invested a lot in Tiffany? I know one thing they did, they sent her to like anger management or helped with that. It sounds like Tyra also could have gone to the anger management which, um, <laughs> is actually what it's giving. Fair point. <laughs> So we have Top Model. We have these infamous moments that happen. Tyra's being problematic, Itoro, and people are loving it and living it. And you're like, you know what? You know what? Tyra needs another show. She needs the Tyra Banks show. So in 2005, the Tyra Banks show comes out, and she's doing... The weirdest thing she wants to, it's like, it's giving Oprah, but also Maury, but also Ellen, but also Ricky. Like, she's trying to be all of the hosts in one. Yeah. Because she's, like, very unpredictable, but she wants to be, you know, likable and relatable. Yeah. Tyra was always, her thing was, I am... The Girl Next Door, the Black version of, like, Cindy Crawford, essentially. LOL. So she never wanted to just box herself in and, like, only be, like, a model. So for her, she was just like, I'm going to push through to make this the best, most entertaining sort of show ever. Okay, but let's get a little critical. Now, she pretended she had rabies and then start barking like a dog. <laughs> Please explain. We don't we don't understand that. She she makes everybody take their clothes off. Everybody, on the count of one, two, three, I want you to lose those under the canopy robes right now. Free that underwear, everybody. Because today, today is a penny party. On oh national God. TV. Michael, please explain. We just not heard- the audience screaming about the panty party. <laughs> Sometimes she doesn't have any self-awareness to, like, understand, like, how this is actually coming off. And I think maybe for her, it's been, like, a protection sort of thing with her being in, like, an industry that is so dog-eat-dog. No, Michael. She (laughs) she got, she pretended to be fat for a day. She got in a fat suit, and she was like, everybody is mean to me because I'm big. But it's like, no, ma'am, you're in a fat suit. You have cameras everywhere. And you're being weird. Right. And that's the thing. As much as of an influence Tara had on me growing up, the older that I've gotten, she has become like one of those celebrities where it just, I just don't feel the same when I'm like engaging mm. with her. I felt so bad about it recently when I unfollowed Smize Cream. Smize Cream? What's that? She has an ice cream brand. She's coming for Ben and Jerry's. Oh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like she's selling ice cream in Santa Monica. I looked up the reviews. The reviews are like really terrible. People are just like, it's like half of what you would get in Ben and Jerry's, but twice the price. But that's the thing. It just feels like Tyra is someone who I feel like she just doesn't necessarily know what to do with her celebrity right now. Well, she didn't know what to do with it back then either. I mean, she was a really bad host. She was really not good at interviewing people. For example, she had like a stripper on and she's trying Oof. to trying to skew her in a way like you had a traumatic childhood but the stripper was like actually 
no. What did you go through as a as a kid? Anything? Any pain? Anything? No. I mean, I had a I had a normal childhood. You know, I grew up. Normal's relative, though. So normal to me could be different than normal to you. Right. But to me, it was normal. Yeah. And that's I think what matters. What are some of the normal things that happened in your life that maybe other people would say, "Oh, that's pretty serious." Um, I went to Disneyland. You know, I went to school. I normal. Okay, so you say normal, but it's not normal for a 16-year-old to say that she wants to be a stripper. Do you understand? It's not normal. It's not healthy. Ma'am. She said, I went to Disneyland. I had two parents. I was chilling. What's right. the problem? Yeah, the thing about that is Tyra was trying to, like, skip steps, right? Mm -hmm. She thought, I have a TV show, therefore, je suis Oprah. And that's never what she's going to be. She was trying to, like, dig for, like, a deep Barbara Walters moment. And it was like, babe, she said she was fine. You are not equipped to hit her with, like, any type of therapy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's another clip that has aged so poorly because it flies in the face of what Tyra has said that she's about, which is women being empowered and independent. But, like, you're all about this, but you can't see that this is someone who's making this decision for themselves and they haven't had, like, some horrible trauma in the past that led them to this decision. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I like to strip. I like my body. I like making money, which is really interesting that Tyra can say this considering you were modeling, Tyra. Like, I've seen shoots where Tyra is very scantily clad, but it's like, mm -hmm. she feels like modeling is elevated and stripping is down here. And it's just like, no. Our good girl, Tyra, you know her heart was in a good place. <laughs> but, you know, I just, like you said, the self-awareness is like, Later on, we realized, well, damn, Tyra, Tyra's a little off. It's not, it's not really making any type of sense. I mean, she pretended to be homeless for a day. I wanted to feel the terror of actually laying on the hard cement out in the open and exposed and calling it my bed. I understood at that moment that there's no way to really, truly comprehend this. The homeless live like this every single day. But you know what? It's not a living it's surviving. She had these undercover segments that are almost comedy. They're not good. She is a dogged journalist. <laughs> <laughs> is that what stop. we're calling Miss Tyra? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Michael, I, I love that you're, you ride hard for your man. I love that. <laughs> but we should move on to our favorite segment right here. It's Yay or Yuck. We're trying to figure out if, you know, Tyra culture, does it still hold up today? Does it? We want you to hit yay if it does. Yuck if you're like, mm-mm, I need to stay in 2003. You got it? Okay. In the first episode of America's Next Top Model, a personal trainer weighs all of the contestants. Next, yeah. Elise, 114. Am I the lightest one? Yeah. 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 Felt a little bit bad for Robin because she is the bigger up down here in the hips and thighs than the rest of us. I think for Robin, it must be hard being among girls who are so skinny. So we're gonna take off three pounds, so give me just a like of, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we'll go, we'll go 165? Yeah, we went 165. <laughs> Poor Robin. But Robin was also a homophobe, so. Oh no! Yeah, she was the one she that was, was like, a really homophobe. Christian, right? Yeah. A good Christian straight, that's not her fault. Uh, <laughs> so. Yay or yuck? Absolutely yuck. And mainly just because as a culture, we finally got into a place where it's just like, just don't comment on mm -hmm. people's bodies. Mm -hmm. But like also, what does that have to do with 
whether or not someone can be a successful model. It would have been a yay if they were like, you know, you're this tall and you weigh this much. So this is like an ideal range for you to be for your size. But that's not what they were doing. They were just like, Mm -mm. 114, terrific. And it was like, what? She did not look terrific. She looked like Gumby, but like stretch. And so, I don't yeah. Hey, hey, hey. In high school, I identified as Gumby as well. So, (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with it. Okay, so that was a yuck across the board for saying people's weight on national TV. Okay, so on to the next one. What about the America's Next Top Model photo shoot where the girls got makeovers to, quote, change their ethnicities? Yes, we're talking about full-on blackface. The challenge here really is taking on the persona of that other ethnicity while in the photograph and owning it. Michelle, an Eskimo woman. Naima's going to be an Icelandic Scandinavian. Tatiana, a biracial woman. Wow. And Noelle, we're making you into a traditionally African woman with a head wrap and everything. Wow. I mean... At least she made sure she hit everybody. Like, nobody <laughs> m- nobody missed out on this challenge. Right. Equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. <laughs> Yay or yuck? Definitely yuck, for sure. I mean, it's just like you're, you're, you're trying on other people's culture as a costume. Literally people's, like, ethnicity. That wasn't even, like, the last time that he did it. There was, like, a later season right after... Obama became president. For today's photo shoot, you girls are going to undergo a transformation and actually have to portray two very different, distinct races. Laura, you're going to be Mexican and Greek. Brittany, you are going to be Native American and East Indian. Oh. And I've always wondered what I look like as a different race. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I know. It's so bad. Top Model made like some strange choices. <laughs> well, it was like, you, you're going to be a different race, but also embody that culture. It's like, what, the, what, is, what does that mean, Tyra? How do you embody American Eskimo? And how could you not fall into stereotypes when you think of Jay Mangle being the creative director? How is he going to tell you the proper way to channel Eskimo or to channel Native American? Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Here we go. We're switching it up. This is the last one. Last but not least, Tyra Banks only single, Shake Your Body. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. I think that she has a voice that she has a voice, can carry. Yes. That's kind of mm, melodic. She has a voice. She, has, she, she, has a voice. <laughs> she can She can talk. She can, I the mean, voice is there. If I'm like drunk in the club, 1 a.m., I'm probably going to like move to it. I mean, I was just moving to it now and I wasn't, I'm not drunk. So it's a yay. It's a yay for me. But Be a Star is a great song oh. from Life Size. Where you live, where you are, be a star, shine bright. Okay. <laughs> Michael, you just won an, a free therapy you know session what, on the you house. Have a voice. You too have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> you do. We 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 heard you. We heard you loud and clear, baby. Listen, we got a song from Shaquille O'Neal. We got a song from <laughs> Paris Hilton. We got a song from Lindsay Lohan. I think every single famous person should release one single, and then we decide whether they can keep their fame or not. I think that's. How celebrity should work, yeah. Wow. Move your body, body. Shake your body, body. I like that. That's a good one, Marie. (laughs) I think you should pitch that somewhere. 
All right, guys, we're going to simmer down and take a break. We'll be right freaking back. This episode is not brought to you by Victoria's Secret's Angel Collection. Are you tired of wearing comfortable, reasonably priced bras? Yes. Introducing the Victoria's Secret Angels Collection. Victoria's Secret Angels. A new line featuring cheap lace, tight underwires, and push-up bras so padded, you'll get a whole new set of boobs to wear on top of your old boobs. Top boobs. You'll feel like you're lugging around hard little pillow sacks on your chest. Hard sacks, oh yeah. The Victoria's Secret Angel Collection. Just throw on one of our $60 bras and get yourself some crystal stilettos, a pair of seven-foot-tall angel wings, an unidentifiable European accent, and perfect DNA. And you'll look just like us. Victoria's Secret Angels. Angels. Wings not included. Confidence and cleavage may vary. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up in an in a cute little top mm. model bow. Where the hell is Tyra now? You can find her selling ice cream. You can also catch her on Dancing with the Stars. You guys, my family and I have been fans of this show since day one. And look, Mama, I'm in the Ruining another good thing. (laughs) I know that like people online don't care for her as being a host because she's always wearing like some weird (laughs) sort of dress or or gown. She constantly turns things like back to herself. But I think that's just the way that Tyra has always navigated the world. And for a long time, it worked for her. And I don't think she knows how to do anything else at this point. That's kind of rough when people don't care for the host. Like you are supposed (laughs) to be helping the show. Yeah. You know, she's hosting a show. She's got a—she wrote a book called Model Land. Hey, did you get a chance to read that? No. Just because if I'm trying to, like, get through Toni Morrison, I'm like, I don't have time for Model Land. You want to educate yourself. Well, you right. really changed, Michael. I remember you at the beginning of the episode. A you were like, Model is life. Tyra Banks changed me. She opened many doors. Do we see a future for Tyra? Do Are we going to be back on her side again? Yeah. I mean, I think that anything is, like, possible. Like, and I mm. love I love when a celebrity reinvents themselves. And so I don't want to, like, count Tyra out, but it's going to take, like, the right thing because she has had just a string of weird stuff because we didn't even get into, like, Tyra Beauty, which was, like, a beauty line that she was launching a few years ago that people were, I believe, comparing to, like, a pyramid scheme. No. But... <laughs> not, the, not the Mary Kay. 
Well, we do have to say that America's Next Top Model kind of opened the doors for RuPaul's Drag Race because that's basically what it is. So we can exactly. say that, you know, Tyra fell on her face for RuPaul to fly. Yeah. Absolutely. Michael, I love that, you know, you had nothing but positive things to say and me and Marie were able to change your mind about that. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> if we want to plug where we can find you. You can find me on BuzzFeed News in the reader section. I am also on Twitter at my last name at Blackman, which is B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N. Okay, we'll follow you on Twitter. Michael Blackman, incredible. A new friend. I knew that was going to happen at the end of this. Thank you so much for being at Peak 2000s. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Okay, we cannot have an episode without The Swag Report, where we discover the latest trends. Our fashion correspondent, Marie, is at a casting call for a new show in Hollywood. Marie, what the hell are you seeing over there? Girl, you want to be on top? Everybody who has ever been called cute or attractive or even people who've never been called that, they're all here online right now. <laughs> what are they wearing, Marie? Oh, I'm seeing a lot of Delia's sheer shirts. I see a crap ton of American apparel mm. on this line. Oh, yeah. You can't be a model without, like, some stretched out leggings. Mm-mm. And a bodysuit. Yes. A tight disco bodysuit. What made you be on here? What made you be on the line? You know, I heard that Miss J was going to be here and noted photographer Nigel Barker was going to be here. And I also wanted to eat a sandwich online because I know everybody here is very hungry and quite hangry. Oh, so. that's so mean, Marie. So mean. You know, models are like known as strange beauties. So there's some people in here that look like, you know, E.T., but they might win. They, <laughs> their chances are really high. <laughs> okay, well, I got my money on E.T. Marie, thank you so much for being so brave and so beautiful over there at the top model casting. Excuse me, babe. Do you want a piece of my sandwich? You look like you need it. Yeah, you can have it. Okay. Bye, Sydney. Thank you. Back to you in the studio. Okay. Thank you so much. (laughs) Peak 2000s is a Spotify original production in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sydney Washington, and you can follow me at JustSydSYDNYC. You can follow Marie Faustin at Miss Reezy, that's M-S-R-E-E-Z-Y. We are produced by the Vox Media Podcast Network and Spotify. For Vox Media, our producer is Gina Pollock. Our executive producers are Zach Mack and Nashat Kura. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our theme music is by Brandon McFarlane. And for Spotify, our producers are Baron Farmer and Candice Manriquez-Ren. Executive producer is Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Evan Tarantino, Teal Kratke, Amanda Long, Yasmin Afifi, and Leslie Guan. Next time on Peak 2000s. 